use ChatGPT or use your tool every single day. And it's with the use where the fear will quell. If you jump in the ocean every single day, you're going to learn how to weather the storms, how to deal with waves, how to swim when the tide is in or out. And it's not going to feel like scary and cold and terrifying. It's just going to be swimming. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with one of my favorite human beings, Ariel Hyatt. So Ariel is the CEO and founder of Cyber PR, an artist development marketing strategy firm dedicated to empowering musicians and music-related brands with the tools and knowledge they need to succeed in today's music industry. She's the author of six books on marketing, crowdfunding, social media, publicity for artists, all of which went to number one on Amazon. And uh, her greatest strengths are making what feels overwhelming and complicated seem easy and digestible and teaching artist systems and sharing, sharing that with your community. So I'm really excited to have her on today to talk about one of my personal favorite things to discuss, because I think it's total game changer. And like at the time of us being here, this is probably the biggest movement in technology since the internet. And there's a lot of considerations in terms of how do we roll this out in a way that we maximize the opportunities and the benefits to humanity and to us as musicians. Also, how do we reduce the amount of risks and the issues with it? and use it in a way to serve as many people as possible. Ariel, thank you so much for coming on here live to talk a little bit about AI, music marketing, and publicity. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I would love to hear a little bit about your story. And your, for anyone who's here right now, who maybe this is the first time connecting with you, maybe you could share a little bit about your background and how you came across what you're teaching right now in regards to AI related to music marketing. My background is for a long time now. My company just turned 27 years old. I have been in service to mostly independent musicians. I started as a traditional publicist in very early days. I got very interested in internet marketing and email marketing, and I caught that wave early and started helping musicians unpack something that I saw industry leaders outside of the music industry were succeeding by doing a lot of things like email marketing. And somehow in our industry, nobody was looking at those tools. So I was early to the digital game. And then I became very interested in social media when that came out. And I've always been fascinated by how what is about to come and hit the mainstream and emerging technology can help benefit creators. And obviously, specifically in my area of what my agency does is like we actually help musicians. So that's a little bit about how I came to be interested. And then, of course, unless you've been trapped under a very heavy object for the last six months and unable to move or you don't read the news at all, 
you've probably been hearing, reading, seeing articles about AI. Specifically, recently, we've seen this Drake weekend news. This seemingly came out of nowhere track that got over a million views before Universal Music came and pulled it down. So you've seen that maybe, or you've you've just been seeing that maybe we should be scared if you have a day job that AI is going to come and take your job away from you. So there's a lot swirling around. Um, I got really interested, as I always do, about new technology and how I view everything I do, which is through the lens of marketing and publicity for creators, specifically musicians in this case, obviously. And I started looking at ChatGPT a few weeks after it came out. And my thinking is always, how can we use this to improve, save time, work more efficiently, et cetera. So that's how I came to it. And I do love trying to figure out how to make what feels interesting be actionable. Because if it's not actionable, it's just theoretical. And theoretical is not useful to incredibly busy musicians who need to get a lot of stuff done. I started looking at ChatGPT and I started filtering what I do at Cyber PR through it and going, wow, this thing is a very powerful tool. That's obviously exactly what you were thinking about, which is why you've harnessed this tool to actually feed the back end of Street Team, Michael. So you and I very much thinking alike in the, how do we use this very powerful thing to be helpful? It's so awesome. Yeah. And when I first saw you announce and start teaching about AI and how to use this tool, to me, that was a bit of a breath of fresh air, like a relief where I was like, I was really glad that it was someone like, like you who was starting to navigate this topic, which has like such high upside and also has some important discussions around like AI safety and regulation and copyrights and royalties. There's so much to unpack there that we're still figuring out. Yeah. But also, I think just like your perspective, having being around in this industry for 30 years, I'm like 31 years old. So you've been here like doing this for basically <laughs> since the day I was born, which is amazing. And being able to navigate and see these huge movements like with the internet and being able to see the impact of that and being ahead of the curve with that, as well as social media and the upsides and also the downsides that we're figuring out with some of these tools, I think gives you a lot of perspective that's really valuable and important with a tool like like AI. So I really appreciate you being here and talking about this and doing this. You're awesome. And you maybe we, you can talk a little bit about, let's say that someone who's listening to this right now, they have heard a lot about AI. Maybe they've even gone to ChatGPT and typed in and been like, wow, like this is really interesting. This is crazy. And you talked about how learning how to use that in a really practical way is so important. I'm curious, in, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest, what's the big impact of AI as it is right now? What's the big opportunity for musicians if they're ahead of the curve? And even though it's a new technology that's a little scary and a little weird, if they're willing to like go all in and, and start using it and integrating it, what do you see as like the big opportunity and what might hold people back from really capturing that opportunity or kind of catching the wave as it crests? This is a really profound 
question that has a lot of levels and there's multiple phases of answers, but I want to reverse engineer that. So the first thing you said are where the opportunities. And then the last thing you said is, and then like, where might be the place to have fear? So here's the thing, what history has shown, and it doesn't matter if you've been in the industry for six months or for 30 years, is that there's always going to be something new. A couple of years ago, it was Spotify and oh, streaming. And a few mm. years before that, it was something else and something else and MySpace and Napster and Threes <laughs> and all that, right? <laughs> so there's always something that's always going to mm. come. There's always going to be a sort of new disruptive thing. Mm. AI is not new. Let's get really clear about that. It feels like it's new because it's just hit like its big moment where it's that's mostly thanks to ChatGPT coming. But we have had Siri and Alexa for a long time. These are other iterations of AI. And we have, anytime you've been like trying to communicate with like your phone company or your cable company online, and there's like a chat bot popping up, that's AI. And it's been used for years. And we've been interacting in probably ways we don't even know with AI. So that's the first thing to understand. This is like not new. Right. To, to that point, to like social media, you know, like really the main algorithms that dictate where a significant amount of our attention and energy goes is like all AI driven. It's like the AI feeding the mechanism of the news feed. So it's like in a lot of ways, it's running our world right now already in terms of our attention. And that is, there's the dark side right there is like sometimes when you have like perspective and you're looking at things like, oh, maybe that's not the best way and not the best place to put our attention, but mm -hmm. I totally digress. So as a musician right now, being confronted with this new thing, the way that I always like to look at it, and I think this is precisely the way that you are also looking at this is like, how can this be helpful? So there is a universal problem with being a musician or a creator, a creator of art on every level. And the problem is the thing that the reason why and the thing that you're creating. Now, there's an interesting consideration here because now AI is actually helping us make music and th that's weird, but bear with me. Hmm. You want to do this thing. You want to make your music. You want to express who you are. You're, you want to put this down on tape and you want to share it. Like that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this. That's probably what gets you excited on a bad day or on a good day. And on top of that desire has come a lot of problems. And the problems are the market is flooded. There's a lot of artists. Now everyone can like basically walk around with a recording studio in their backpack. And that's a problem because there's too much music. And for $30 or less, I can get all my music up onto Spotify and all the other DSPs, or I can just go for free on SoundCloud. So there's the problem is not creating the art and distributing it. The problem is all the other things that you need to do, the exhausting never ending social media posts and content creation around how you're going to market yourself and the education you need to take yourself on to figure out who your audience is or what your brand is or any of the things that you need to conquer. This is why I'm excited about AI tools because they can be assistive in this domain. So again, I am looking at this through the filter of marketing, promotion, saving time, this thing can be powerfully used 
to generate text that you can post on social. It can be used to edit your bio. It can be used to create content that you might use to connect with your super fans. This is all reasons to really embrace and like the technology. Now, there's this other weird side, which you've just asked in your question of, should we use it to totally make our music? We've seen with Boomi this week, getting torn off of Spotify, that music that's fully generated by artificial intelligence and then uploaded and then streamed by robots is not useful or helpful at all to a creative industry. Then we've got the Drake issue of someone who was very clearly gifted and talented at song structure, at writing a song. The fact that anyone thought that this was actually Drake and The Weeknd collaborating means whoever that person was that wrote that track and posted it actually knew something about how to write a song and how to write a song in the style of Drake and The Weeknd. And that's how it got a million immediately and why it got taken down because it was actually threatening. So all of this is to say that we are at a weird time where the law has not caught up to the repercussions. Yes, you'll see like a universal music who has a lot of lawyers and a lot of power and a lot of influence because they partially own Spotify. They can take whatever they want off the DSPs rapidly. Now, for those of us that don't have those layers and that power, this we're in a weird place. And also, we haven't, there have been no, there's been few court cases so far about who owns this, what is my, where is my ownership of my own voice? And that will come. That will absolutely come. There's no way this is all just going to be not addressed, but we are in early days. So the way I see this, and I know that you're probably going to have songwriters and other collaborators on this fabulous summit that you're doing. They can probably speak much more eloquently to like, how do you use these tools? But what I have been seeing and hearing from artists that write music is this can be really helpful if I'm just trying to search for a phrase and I can't quite figure out a lyric or it can be really helpful if I'm like, stuck with writer's block and I have maybe the melody, but I don't have the hook or I have the verse, but I don't have the way I want to do an intro and an outro. These tools can be useful for inspiring creativity. They're just, they're not here to replace us. They're here to augment us, but there's also going to be quite a journey around where the laws get put into place. So as an early adopter, it is your job as a musician, I think, to educate yourself. What is this all about? What do you need to know? And unless you can get on the dance floor and dance with this stuff, you have no idea what it feels like. You got to catch the groove, if you know what I'm saying. So that means open up ChatGPT and play around with it. Look at Google, like what are some top AI tools for musicians and see what you discover and play around and use these tools so that you're not coming at this from a place of an uneducated place because that's not a good, powerful context. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians, and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, 
Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our Music Mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, From there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. So well said. It sounds like one of the key themes that, that you're talking about is how AI, it doesn't necessarily replace or it's not something that's going to diminish your ability to be creative but if you use it the right way that it can amplify your voice that if that it can be helpful uh, oh my gosh it's just it's such an exciting time that, that we're at and also so many unknowns and we'll be figuring it out but yeah when i think of like the drake and the weekend ai model that sounds like them that viral hit and the fact that this is like the worst that ai is ever going to be you have to think that pretty soon we're not going to be able to tell the difference between, you know, like AI Drake versus like actual Drake. And it brings up some, yeah. Yeah. We need to be concerned. I'm not saying, oh, laugh that off. But I just interviewed the founder of Mixed and he was saying it it would be a really good step for an artist to find, I think it's called Studio 11, there's an actual website where you can go and make an AI version of your voice so that you can understand like, what is that creation? What does that mean? And until you actually play around with that and you understand what it is and how it works, just sitting there and just like judging it without actually knowing it can be stressful. There's always a group of people that are looking at what is this upcoming wave? What's this trending wave? And how can I swim along with it? And if you catch the wave at the the right time, then you get this huge momentum. And then there's a crash where it's like everyone that didn't catch the wave might end up getting hit by the wave temporarily before they swim back up to the surface. And then there's a group of people who are like chasing a wave that passed 10 years ago. And so you can't really catch up that way. Like you have to look at what's coming now. So it is a really fascinating time. I just get this like visual of what would it mean to be like sitting at a computer and saying, you know what, 
I want to, in my voice, like I want an AI model that understands like deeply who I am based on my voice. And I want it to write 50 songs in my style and I want to click a button and then it's like, you know, 50 fully written developed songs with your voice, with your like instrumentation. And then you choose, you know, I actually really like this one or this one. It just seems like there's going to be such an explosion of creativity and content and like people who aren't necessarily even traditional music creators might be able to create like amazing quality songs. And certainly to, to your point, I think a hundred percent, like the right approach is, yeah, we can try to deny that there's a wave that's happening. We can try to deny the fact that this is happening or try to hide from it, but it's like, it's here and it's happening. It's coming. And the best thing we can do is really swim along with that wave, learn how to surf along with it. No doubt. And it's 11 labs if you're interested in just playing around with, okay, what does my, what would my AI voice be and how could I create one swiftly? I think until you practice, you don't, you can't be threatened, right? So everyone at my agency now uses AI tools to help us generate. It doesn't replace us. And this is the other thing, like what you just said. So this thing could spit out 50 songs that might be slightly iterative and sound like you and be a bit like your style. But the truth is until you put your human touch on it, this tools as they stand right now are only going to get you so far. That's the problem with Boomi and why it just all got taken off from what I've heard. And I haven't heard any tracks and I'm going to listen to some in the near future so I can understand. But like when you listen to the tracks, they don't sound great. They don't sound like a human created them. They sound somewhat weirdly off. So that's something also to understand is like these tools are here to help in your creative process, not to usurp your creative process at all. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, there's elements of, yeah, there's going to be disruption and there's going to be displacement of like previous things that you used to have to do that no longer, it doesn't make sense for you to do because now, you know, that space is freed up and there's like a vacuum of space where you used to have to do something. And now there's, wow, I've got 80% more time. What do I do with that space? And then the question becomes, what do you do with that 80% of space? Do you like sit on a couch and watch TV or do you take that? Don't go on TikTok. Don't go on TikTok. It'll all be gone (laughs) immediately. Yeah. That's a really good question is because that's the only thing that we all have of the exact same amount of, right? That's time. And the gift of what I'm seeing when I look through the lens of like, how many of you want to spend all your time figuring out what hashtags to put on your stupid tweets? I don't think that's going to be the that the use that most of us would choose. And so this is what's really cool about these tools is they can help to shorten the time and then you can figure out what to do with it once you get it back. 100%. Yep. So maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the specific, some specific practical examples of AI and using prompt, maybe even just talking a little bit about prompt engineering and sort of the idea of how important it is to ask the right questions or to know how to like navigate with the tool just at that, that fundamental level. Totally. So that's part of the art of really getting what you want out of these tools. And this is about asking it in the right way so that what you get back isn't, as I've been saying in my course, garbage in, garbage out. Because if you just say, write me 10 tweets about my show coming up, it's going to come up with something like kind of generic. Hey, I've got a show coming up, hashtag live music. No one is going to care 
about that kind of a message. But if you say, I am a jazz rock instrumentalist and I play electric violin in the style of something amazing, fill in the blank, and I am from Houston and I am playing my homecoming show at fill in the venue, I would love some tweets in my style written about my exciting homecoming show then you're beginning to give it some prompts so that it can return something that your fans might actually care about. And so prompt crafting, prompt engineering is important because you don't want this generic garbage. And unfortunately, what we're going to see and where we're sitting right now is there's going to be a tsunami of crap content coming out, not only the music that's being made, but like imagery and a lot of text on the internet. And we'll start seeing that. And it's our responsibility to make sure that what comes out that we get to use is good. And so that's where prompt crafting and prompt engineering comes in. What's really fun is with a few strokes on your keypad, you will find some amazing prompts that you can save and use aside from the ones that I'm giving away here today, there's plenty that will teach you, like, how do I get these machines to speak in my voice, to emulate my style? And that's when you begin to get really clever around how to prompt the machines. So good. It's interesting too. The way that these models work is that they're like predictive engines. And some people have criticized that they aren't as intelligent as appear on the surface because really all they're doing is just predicting the next word in a sequence. Yep. And what's interesting is like our human brains, how our brains work. One, there's so much that we don't understand about our brains and we're still learning. So that's big, but it seems like in a lot of ways, our brains are predictive engines as well. And we're predicting the next word. And technically I, when I started talking in the sentence, I actually didn't really know where I was like planning. It's, it is predicting one word at a time, which is interesting. Most of us yeah. think of ourselves as like the con conductor of our of ourselves. So it's a little bit frightening, if anything, when you look and you're like, how much of our drives are actually un subconscious and like they're just happening and we're habitual. Learning how to ask a question is so powerful in everyday life, just mm. because when you ask a question, it like it creates a vacuum or it creates space. It's if you want to improve the quality of your life, improve the quality of the questions you're asking. Also, like when you think of it in that term, I think it becomes a lot less intimidating as well. You also have to remember like the reason why it seems so smart and it seems to understand is you also have to remember it's large language training. It's trained on so many data points. It's trained on like a, a huge amount of books and articles and classified information. We don't even know what it's trained on. It's not divulged, but the internet, obviously huge. It knows who certain people are. It knows the style of certain people. It's clearly read a lot of stuff or listened to a lot of stuff, ingested a lot of stuff in different languages. So that's why it seems so clever. Imagine if you read every single book on a specific topic, wouldn't you be able to like very, very easily come back with a response to anything in your 
domain. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on, from your perspective, maybe even just like in the short term, like what do you think are some of those big waves that are cresting right now that if someone is watching or listening to this right now and they've been on the fence or they haven't, you know, they can clearly sense that, wow, like there's a tidal wave that's coming right now. It's like, uh, I want to be able to swim along with it and start to capture it. What would your recommendations be for like first steps for them to, to go and start learning how to surf and learning how to catch the wave of AI? It's like anything. You have to use it. Shelly Palmer, who's a genius in the AI marketing space, months ago, I started reading his daily newsletter just to stay on top of what was going on. And interestingly, Shelly Palmer is a very successful musician who has a whole musical career before he got into AI genius. And he had really great advice. And the advice is use the stuff, like use ChatGPT or use your tool every single day. And it's with the use where you're going to begin to, the fear will quell. So back to that ocean analogy, like if you jump in the ocean every single day, you're going to learn how to weather the storms, how to deal with waves, how to swim when the tide is in or out or whatever. And it's not going to feel like scary and cold and terrifying. It's just going to be swimming. So using the stuff is key. Reading about what's happening in our industry, also key. Listen, you don't have to become like a lawyer and understand all that, but it is it is our time to influence what happens when there is like an early thing that goes on. And right now we are still in early adoption mode. Like even though a hundred million people have tried <laughs> chat GPT, there's still a very small percentage of like humanity that have really used it. So just understanding how it works, understanding the different tools, using it in the context of being an artist and a creator. And you don't have to take anything that it delivers to you. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but just being open and curious about like, how can this augment or help me in some way that I think is the, that's the right question to ask. There's already like a huge amount of statistical evidence that people are using these tools to help them with workflow, to help as their like assistance. There's a reason for that. They're useful and helpful and they can shorten your time. As a publicist, just a few days ago, I had this like press release that was crushing me. It, I had three very separate very important parts of the press release that needed to be conveyed in one title of the release. And I couldn't figure out how to get them to all flow together. And I was driving myself bonkers. And finally I went, okay, I opened up chat GPT. I've said, please take these, this very long crappy title and give me 15 ideas of how we might write this in a way that it flows. And boom, 15 ideas came back. Now, I took several pieces from six or seven of the different ideas and I thread them together because I've been writing press releases since I started my company a long time ago. It was so helpful to have a tool that just gave me a different way to look at my own words. So there's an example right there of a great way to use it. I didn't steal anything. I didn't take what it said word for word. I took my own ideas. I put them in. It reorganized them in a way that I was couldn't figure out. And I got a great result. 
So this is a way that you can think about this is how can you use it to condense ideas or save time? But really, it's so funny. I've been working with artists and marketing for so many years. And I remember when iTunes came out, this was before we had Spotify and all these artists would call me up and they were like, I want to be on iTunes and I want to be on the front page of iTunes and I want iTunes to feature me. And that was like the big thing. And I want to sell tracks on iTunes. I want to sell my 99 cent downloads because that's where the zeitgeist was pointing us. And so I would always ask, okay, have you ever purchased a track on iTunes? And the look of shock on the faces of most of my artists, I'm like, okay, you're trying to understand something that you've never used. And I would say, listen, you need to immediately go to iTunes. You need to get an account. You need to put it on your computer. You need to play with it. And you need to buy other people's tracks for 99 cents and understand when they download, where are they going? Are they on your desktop? Are they in a hard drive? Where are they? So you're sitting here barking at me to fix your problem, but you don't even know where and how this begins. Oftentimes people hire me for publicity and I say, great, what kind of music blogs would you like to be featured on? I don't read music blogs. Okay, maybe you should come to the party having at least a little bit of an understanding of what we're trying to accomplish together. So that's my example of just saying to be fearful and scared, but not understand how the tools work will definitely not allow you to be masterful at them. And it was always my clients that came to me going, you know what? I tried to do a little bit of publicity and here's where I fell down or here's the places where I got some action using submit hub. And now I need some help and I'm coming from an educated place as opposed to a place of you fix this for me. If you're trying to get on like a ton of Spotify playlists and you don't already listen to Spotify playlists, or you've never curated your own playlist, you might want to try that before you go hire someone that may or may not do a great job of helping you in that domain. Just saying. It might be a fun experiment to play around with artist AI, which if you're here right now and you have Street Team, then it's actually here in your account and you just have access to it just built in. If you don't have it yet, then you can get the free trial and get full access to artist AI. And maybe we could do a little bit of a playground experiment with artist AI together. Do you want to take one of my prompts and actually plug it in? Shall we use... One of the ones that I've, that I've created. Let's yeah, let it. me pull that up. Ariel has taken a hundred examples of prompts. So helpful to get you started. And this is going to be a bonus, that sheet that cr she created just for you. And maybe we can go through and we can choose uh, one of our favorites here to kick things off. Why don't we do the Instagram one right at the top? It says, give me three Instagram photo captions for a picture of and about. So we'll add that in. Okay, this is, let's say, a, a picture of me playing my guitar, which is a, I don't know, Fender Telecaster or Martin, cool Martin, in the style of, now let's see, choose an artist that you often get compared to, Ed Sheeran. Oh, let's say Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Okay, give me three Instagram photo captions for a picture of or about me playing my guitar, which is a Martin. Should we should we give like in the style of Taylor Swift? And then let's maybe add act as if you are 
a professional guitar player. Let's All see. All right. Let's this see. Be interesting. Let's see what it comes up with. Channeling my inner Taylor Swift with my trusty Martin by my side. Guitar goals, Martin <laughs> pride, Taylor Swift vibes. Some people have coffee to start their day. I have my Martin guitar. Morning jam session, <laughs> Martin guitar. Fabulous. Feeling the music. Okay, so now it's funny. I was going to say like, maybe we want to prompt it to add hashtags, but you've already taken care of that. That's amazing. These are all great. These are like, sometimes when you're just stuck, now maybe you'd want to take one of these captions and slightly edit it. But here's three perfectly useful captions that you can use like this caption, but add, what do we want to change? add yeah. a sense of humor. Um, and then put, sure, here are some options. Just a Martin and me making beautiful music together. Taylor who? I Slayer to, Swift. <laughs> I wanted to date a Taylor, but I settled for a Martin instead. Still just as in love. Okay, these, it's official. <laughs> My guitar is more reliable than an ex-boyfriend. Thanks, Martin. So again, like funny. If, okay, so if that's not your brand, you can say add a bit of heavy musician speak or add. There's so many ways that you can go with this. So cool. Yeah, the ability to be able to iterate back and forth and have a conversation and say, I like this piece, but I didn't like this piece, or you make, can you make it a bit more like this, or you know, I want to make it match my voice this, seems like such a powerful piece of the software is being able to go back and forth like that and add your creativity to it. No. This made me laugh, though. So I'm, I am a dad, so like dad jokes do it for me. But right, right, exactly. Slayer, <laughs> Slayer Swift. <laughs> so this is, you know, again, like it takes time to think about this stuff and look at this. It can just do this really quickly and you can go about figuring out like how to save a lot of time. So that's fun. Yeah. So look at this resource that Ariel put together with a hundred prompts. So yeah, I'm just like barely scrolling down. Look at this. Look how much room we have left here. So you're definitely going to want to pick up this prompt generator. It's awesome. Yeah, maybe we do one more example here. What would be like a really popular one? You think that would be helpful to- Let's go down to the, yeah, the marketing and PR section. Cause these are obviously, you can see the social media stuff. I really love this idea of using this to, to like really help you come up with like your brand voice. Of course, it does actually have to do with cutting and pasting some stuff. So maybe we don't have that on hand. How about this? Can you give me some album release party ideas for, let's grab the fan interaction and participation, the top one. Perfect. Cool. I'm going to do a quick refresh just so we're starting with a clean slate in terms of conversation. All right. It's not going <clears> to <throat> want to write you more Instagram posts. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be like Martin Guitar is Taylor. part of the new show. <laughs> so this again is like, as a publicist, we get hired all the time for help us figure out our record release strategy and a lot of our artists play out and we're like, okay, let's make a really unique, fun, special idea around a live show. I think especially now that we're through being locked up in a pandemic and not being denied all the human interaction for so long, I think that people very much don't want a 45-minute set in a bar anymore. I think they want a little more something special. So let's see. Hmm. Can you give me an album release party idea for my, let's think about Eli Lab, folk <laughs> pop record, all about participation. Let's go total Eli here. Collaboration 
and world travel. Love it. Of course, here are some release party ideas. Around the world theme, decorate the venue with travel theme decorations such as globes and mats, maps and suitcases. Have guests dress up in clothing inspired by different cultures. Serve food and drinks from different parts of the world. Collaboration wow. theme. Invite I'll go other, there. I'll, yeah. I'll go to this party. <laughs> Invite other local musicians to perform a few songs alongside you during your set. Display some artwork and photography from artists that inspired your songs and have Q&A. Folk inspired. Create cozy atmosphere with candles and string lights and rustic decorations. Offer guests a warm beverage like hot cider or tea and have a bonfire outside. These wow. are all ideas. Like you could build on any of these. I love the around the world one, the globes, the maps, the suitcases. Invite people to wear maybe something that is meaningful for sharing their culture and history. Like what a fun thing to have people come to your record release party, but you're shining a light on them. This is perfect Eli Lev. And funny, I think about him and Megan, like they actually have candles and string lights and some of their amazing videos from the barn. So this is great. Can you create? This is I was going to say, can you create a step-by-step -step action plan to make this event happen? Oh, it was a release party. Yeah, just out of curiosity. Sometimes like the how-to guides where it kind of just yeah. breaks things down into action yeah. steps. I'm like, yeah. kidding me? That's just so helpful. Choose a venue. Invite your guests. Decorate. Amazing. Food and drinks. What's really fun? I have an idea after this. Entertainment, consider inviting local, great merchandise, yes. Promotion and follow-up, of course. Oh, you street team is telling us what to do, perfect. Excellent, okay, so now maybe can you make me a recipe for a cocktail using vodka, pomegranate, and cherries called the Around the World in Red. Like that? Yeah, why not? Let's see. See what it does. Aha, vodka, pomegranate <laughs> juice, cherry juice, lime juice, agave, lime wedges. It's Look at this. Wow. So you could make a special mocktail if you're not a drinker or a cocktail that you can serve right there. So this is like just some creative ways that you can use these tools to help you come up with, and I'm sure you could say, can you give me an around the world playlist? It will curate a playlist to play as people are walking in the venue on and on. And mm -hmm. the only limit is your imagination here. Really fun. Here we go. Africa by Toto. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. London calling New York, New York. See, and this is such a good example of, because the part that like this, that this wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that creative creative thought which was that we wanted to add the playlist around the world right and so this it was, it was formed from this question this prompt that that came up because of the way that your brain your mind through the experiences that you've had and through your expertise were able to present so it's a great example of how we can work in in sync or in tandem with technology and how it is important that you know that if you do have experience then you're way better off than if you didn't know the right questions to ask and then, I mean, you could drive yourself mental trying to put a playlist together, or it could do a lot of the work for you. Pretty fun. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for helping me come on here and do a bit of a demo of this. And amazing. like we mentioned, amazing resource with 100 prompts to be able to play around with this based on practical usage. Super valuable.
Um, so Ariel, let's let's get ready to wrap up for today. But thank you so much again for everything that you do that you've done the past thirty years. Yeah, I think it's provided a huge service to independent musicians everywhere. So I appreciate you and thanks for staying on the cutting edge and helping to be a voice that's helping us navigate this new wave of AI. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.